On this Tuesday morning, I got you for three hours. Mandy's on the other side with me at 877-337-6666. How you doing? Doing well? Not you particularly, Mandy. I'm talking to the audience now. Come on. You. You in the car. You licking your wounds from another New York football loss. I mean, it is just... Isn't this wonderful... One of these days, I'm going to come on at 2 o'clock in the morning and feel positive about something. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling lucky. One of these days, because it is not this morning. 27 to 6. The Chargers absolutely take it to the Jets, who stunk up the joint in a myriad of ways. Not the defense, although it had its moments, I suppose. But the defense is what we thought it was, right? This team is exactly what we think it is. An excellent defense and a miserable, disgusting, impossible-to-watch offense led by its quarterback. And I know it's I'm getting it on Twitter. You guys don't want it. The, the quarterback's not the issue. The quarterback is not the only issue, but sorry, the quarterback is the issue. This team had a template to win games. In one of the more important games they have played in a long time against a Charger team coming into their building as the Jets are 4-3, and three, trying to keep pace inside an AFC where they are capable with this defense of making the playoffs, of hanging around, of being a part of this AFC. They can if they only got a speck of offense. And this is the game they're supposed to get up for against a lousy defense. A lousy defense. A defense that's at the bottom of the league in giving up yards. 390 yards a game. This is a bottom of the league defense. Yeah, they have a pass rush. Bosa's been out a lot. Okay, he's back and healthy. They got a couple of guys who get after the quarterback. Mac, Bosa, the rookie. They got some kids. They got some players who can get after the quarterback. And boy, did they ever. But this is a lousy defense, and you just watch these games with the Jets. They need to play pitch perfect everywhere else because the offense is atrocious. They need to play stellar defense, which if you look at it, they pretty much did. They need to be perfect with special teams, which unfortunately they were not. The punt returned, obviously, to start the game. And you feel like it's over. There is a feeling around this team because you look at the first five possessions. The first five possessions tell the whole story. Three and out. They punt it, kick, return for a touchdown. Then Garrett Wilson fumbles. Three and out. I'm sorry. Three and out. Punt return for a touchdown. Garrett Wilson fumbles. They come back. They force the three and out. The defense does its job. They get the ball right back. Zach Wilson fumbles. 
Next two possessions. Three and out, three and out. Five possessions. Three three and outs and two fumbles. That's the Jets' offense. And you can't win this way. And they do it a myriad of different ways. We're going to get to the quarterback, but it's not just the quarterback. It's the play calling. It's the idea that really, let's be totally honest, and I understand why you know it came out they were trying to do everything they could to get a second wide receiver in here because they desperately need one. Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall are the only two players on offense who are capable of doing anything. Lazard has been awful. He drops everything. He had a brutal penalty on a block in the back. Like, just everything. And that's the other thing. The penalties. My God. If you... The Jets, I talked about it heading into the giant game out of the bye, that I don't like the I don't like the idea of the Jets playing with prosperity. I don't like the idea of the Jets, you know, thinking everything is hunky dory. Well, it, it doesn't just go week to week, it goes moment to moment. If these drives have an ounce of momentum, they will do something to blow it up. It will be a costly penalty, whether it's a legal procedure, whether it's holding, whether it's a block in the back, whatever it has to be, whether it's taking a bad sack, which we see constantly. Oh, he sacked eight times. It's the offensive line. Watch the games. It's the same thing with Daniel Jones. Well, he was sacked a million times because he holds on to the ball for forever. And he's got no awareness of pressure at all. You have to be able to feel it. You can't have these fumbles. You can't not realize that Bosa is breathing on you. And you can't. There's not enough space to pick your arm up and throw the football. Or that he's right on you and you can't keep it at your belly. Like, you have to be aware of this stuff. It's not just, hey, look, yeah, he plants his, look when he can make a throw. Look when he has space. Look, it's, it's not, it's taking the sack without fumbling. It's getting rid of the ball without taking a sack. It's little things. It's second and five turning into third and five instead of turning into third and 13. That's the NFL. And he's incapable of it. And this team is incapable of building any momentum. They get down to the goal line. They finally get some movement. He's made a couple of big throws out on the, you know, when he rolls out, which, by the way, you know, a couple of things. One, he plays better under uh, fast pace. They have the one drive out of the, the, the first drive of the second half. Oh, you see momentum. Uh, he's playing with in a faster pace. You got to keep up the momentum. He was playing, they were playing the whole game with him at the line. They were playing they were playing fast paced the whole game. Oh, you got to roll him out, you can't keep him in the pocket. All right, rolling out every once in a while works sure. Could they do it more often? Yeah. But are you going to regularly cut off half the field? Are you telling me you want every pass play to just roll out one way and cut off half the field? If that's your best option, you don't have an option. I'm tired of the excuses and what, oh, he's not coached well. He needs to roll out more. Okay, roll out a little bit more. You can't roll out every play and cut off half the field. It's very difficult to be successful that way, and if you do it exclusively, it's almost impossible to be successful. The offensive coordinator right now in Hackett has done a miserable job. Don't get me wrong. Everything sucks. And the offensive line, I said he can't feel the pressure. Could he? Could you give him more than three seconds once in a while? I'll give it to you. Billy Turner and right tackle was a disaster in this game. An absolute disaster in this game. And the offensive line was putrid. Against the defense that, you know, the defensive backs in particular have been awful, and you've been able to throw on them, you've been able to get yards on them, but they do have guys who get after the quarterback. But, my God, 
Anytime they get close, the first drive of that second half, they're moving the football. They get down there. Second and five after a quick play. Boom. Sack, sack. Penalty. Every time they build a little momentum, they do something stupid. And this offense isn't good enough to overcome a holding call. That's the end of a drive. A false start, a holding call, an illegal procedure. All of them equal the same thing. Punt. I he, The offensive line's terrible. He's got no other weapons besides Garrett and Hole. I get it. But why, I'm sorry, watch him. They have a major problem here. We all know it. I'm tired of saying it. But you get the idea that the, the, the Jet fans are so hung up. It's almost the same thing you get about with, with Daniel Jones. Oh, it's the offensive line. He doesn't have weapons. It's always excuses. The first throw of the game sails wide over his head. Aikman's like, my God, that's a gimme. How do you miss that throw? Yeah, I don't know either, Troy. I don't know. He missed wide receivers all over the place. He takes terrible sacks. You can't take the sacks he takes. I mean, some of them are just, when you have third and long, right? I know that's not the position you want to be. Third and long, late in the game, you need a score. You can't take a, you have to throw the ball and give your players a chance to make a play. It's the NFL. You got a chance at a, a, a defensive hold. You got a chance at pass interference. You got a chance at something. You can't just run around and then just take a sack and fall down 14 yards behind the line of scrimmage. It can't happen. And it's getting to the point, and we've said this too, it's on the coaching staff. It's on, the, it's on the organization for allowing this. We said at the deadline, you need someone to come in and be a part of this team who gives you a legitimate option to at least go to a different quarterback halfway through the game. At some point, you just, even if you go back to Zach again the next week, you have to be able to have someone step in and change things up. Dobbs was traded. I know they said it in the post game. I'm not given this novel idea, but Dobbs was traded for a sixth-round pick. You didn't think a sixth-round pick, while you're out trying to get Devontae Adams and you're out trying to shoot for the moon for your second wide receiver, you didn't think it was worth trading a sixth-round pick to bring in a quarterback you deem worthy enough to bring into the game when Zach Wilson is stinking up the joint? I mean, your season is on the line here, and you watch this defense. It's, this is another one of these games. The coach is right. They didn't win the game. The, the Chargers, you know, made enough plays to win the game, but Herbert didn't play well in this game. What Herbert have, 100 yards passing? If it wasn't for the punt return and the fumbles, they don't score practically. And so it's Gardner coming out of the, after the game saying the defense needs to score wrong, uh, score more, excuse me. Oh, you know, so we need to score more. I was hearing Keith. He's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Yes, you do. He's not wrong. Unfortunately, he's not wrong. The defense does need to score. He does. They need to come up with, they need to win the turnover battle. They need to get more turnover. They don't win games without winning the turnover battle, and they practically need a touchdown. This offense is so bad right now. And it's not just on Zach, but he is incapable of leading them past anything. And he's got to stop taking the bad sacks 
and he can't fumble the football. He's got to be aware. He's completely unaware, and he misses throws. He is the number one reason. I'm sorry. The offensive line stinks. I get it. There's really no other weapon besides Hall and Garrett Wilson. I understand. But you see successful quarterback play around the league. Tell me, see, who's, call me up. Tell me who's, who CJ Stroud's throwing to. He's got 470 yards and five touchdown passes. Who's his offensive line? It was the worst team in football last year. They got, you know, Lovey Smith won them a game in, out of spite at the end of the year that cost them the first overall pick. And they got lucky because they lucked into uh, Stroud. But this team's awful. And, at least, and they make it work. He goes down the field 75 yards in 40 seconds. This quarterback is holding back a team. But it's pointless because they're not going to change it. They're, there's nothing to do now. And this season is going to spiral out of control. And it's just this miserable offense over and over again. And, you know, this, the, the schedule does The Raiders now are, are looking like a different team. And the, their defense hasn't been as bad as what the, the Chargers have been throwing at you. But I don't, I, it's, it's, I don't even know what else to say. There's really not much else to say. This defense and the rest of this team, if, you, if, this, if this special teams isn't perfect, and if the, the defense doesn't have multiple turnovers, they cannot win. They cannot win. I mean, Zach Wilson is terrible. I don't know how else to put it. Is it all on him? No. There's a lot of problems with this offense. When it's this broke, when you're talking about having legitimately, as they said in the postgame, and he's 100% right, if you take away the touchdown that the Eagles pretty much gave them at the end of the game to try and prolong the game after the, the pick, if you take away that touchdown, you're talking about seven touchdowns on the season. They don't score. They don't score. They're incapable of putting plays together. They're incapable. And in this game, the fumbles are absolute killers. You can't turn the football over. And you can't take the bad sacks. And you can't have the penalties. It's just... And you watch Salah. They cut to him on the sideline. I mean, the only thing I... The, the face stays the same. The facial the beard gets thicker, but the facial expressions stay exactly the same. He's got this I have no idea what to do look on his face. And you got Aaron Rodgers, who before the game, sure, he's throwing 50 yards. Oh, great. We're all really he's dropping back, throwing yards. I guess apparently he told Darwin James in the postgame, give me a few weeks. God, please. And that's part of it. If that's even remotely possible, you have to keep these games. You have to win this game. This is a game if you want it to keep up. We talked about it all day yesterday. We talked about it after Sunday. What a great weekend the Jets had. Everyone in the division lost. The Bills lost. Uh, obviously, Miami lost. The Obviously, the freaking – it's not even worth mentioning how lousy the uh, the Patriots are. But everyone in that division lost. The Jets are standing there. Four and three, right in the mix of this. You know, who's really better than the Jets? If you look at this defense, who's better? The Jets have a terrific defense that will keep them in games for the most part. I mean, it's amazing if you look at it. They lost 27 to six 
27 to 6. And the defense hardly allowed anything. You had a punt return. And besides that, this defense allowed next to nothing. It's not like Herbert went up and down the field on them. Herbert played Herbert threw for 136 yards. No TDs. No interceptions. That's the key number. And I talked about it, and he hurt them in this game, and he made an incredible catch. I talked about it yesterday. If you looked and, and if you want to find out who you need to stop defensively was Keenan Allen. And Keenan Allen had multiple big third-down conversions, a couple of drives, just keeping the drive alive. He's the guy they go to. You know how Eckler's dangerous? Eckler gets the, the two touchdowns in this game, but... Keenan Allen made the big plays to keep drives alive, made that incredible catch along the sideline there, and now has a career for 10,000 yards. But this defense, ultimately, I mean, you're talking about 136 yards passing, 84 yards rushing. rushing. They barely had 200 yards of offense, and they scored 27 points. Why? Because special teams wasn't perfect today, and fumbles set up short fields. And this offense isn't capable of nothing. Again, First five drives, three and out, fumble, fumble, three and out, three and out. You can't win that way. You can't win that way. And they've been particularly bad in the first half of games. And they come out that second, they come out, and that to me this was the key to the game. One of the bigger moments in the game, they come out in the second half, they go right down the field, Zach Wilson makes a big throw down the field, they get inside the red zone, they have a second and uh, five or six, Sack, sack, field goal. That's not good enough. It's just not good enough. And he takes terrible sacks. I'm sorry. He just takes terrible sacks. I know they had eight sacks in this game. He's got to be able to throw the football away. He just has to. 877-337-6666. This was an opportunity for Jets to play a Chargers team that isn't very good defensively. And actually do something. And coming off the just horrendous performance this offense gave you last week against the Giants. And sneaking out of there and slunking out of there with a win. After not getting a third down conversion until the last minutes of the game. You thought maybe they would come out with some kind of plan against the defense that has given up the second most yards in the NFL. And instead they allowed the one par- the one thing this, this defense does, get after the quarterback, to completely ruin the game. The co- the quarterback didn't get rid of the ball quick enough. The offensive line stinks. No other weapon on the team besides Hall and Garrett Wilson. All of it, you put in a ball, and this offense is dragging this team to the bottom of the ocean. And I know they're 4-4, four and four, and it's not over yet. But what in the world makes you think any of this is getting better? What could possibly make you believe? Like, it's getting to the point where you have to bring in Boyle into one of these games. You have to get Simeon off the practice squad, and you have to be willing to try something to spark the team. You have to. Because, again, I refuse to believe this is the same group. It's pretty much the same group of guys who clamored for Mike White and then celebrated when when they got him. Celebrated. And then the same group who in the offseason campaigned publicly to get Aaron Rodgers here. It might just spark something to bring in someone else.
It's not completely on Zach, but we watch him. He's incapable of making this work. He's incapable. At some point, you have to try something because he's got no shot. And it's not all his fault, but maybe the change will spark this team. Something needs to change. Otherwise, you're going to be treating this season as an absolute waste of a chance because they found a way to get to 4-3, and and now they're still 4-4, and and then the mix of things. They can't just allow this thing to fade into oblivion because what are they going to do? Hey, it's their quarterback. They should have traded to bring in someone else, and now that they haven't, they still need to make a decision at least halfway through these games when you recognize it's not working. At some point, you have to try something else. 877-337-6666. So, of course, listen, New York sports fans, we're thrilled, man. It's unbelievable. It's great here in football. I know the Knicks won a game. Congratulations. I guess it wasn't all so bad. Julius Randle scored 27 points. Woo! What did he shoot? 40%? Great. Very excited about it. I know R.J. Barrett had a good game. The um, the Nets held their own against the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, but ended up losing. And we got other things to discuss. Sure. Hey! The Mets got some kind of manager. He comes... He comes from Good Elk. I'm telling you right now. He he comes from a winning organization. He sat next to the best. He's learned from the best. Acting like it's some sort of negative. What are you people, crazy? We can get to that. We'll have some fun with that. And, of course, our losing football teams, as it was confirmed. Daniel Jones tore his ACL. C'est la vie. It's who can they draft. And here we are. The Jets are fading away. The Giants are done. We're looking to the offseason in baseball already. 877-337-6666. Give me a call. We can talk about it. The Jets need to do something. McMonagle here with you on the fan till 5 o'clock. 877-337-6666. The Jets have to play perfect if they want to win these games. It's it's impossible to do. It's impossible for this defense to do. It's impossible for the special teams to do. Eventually, eventually, they're going to give up a special teams play. I mean, like, I mean, early in the game, they come out and they force a three and out. They get two yards. Boom, three and out. And you feel like, okay, good, because that's really the the part of the the team that scares you is Herbert in this offense, I suppose, despite the fact that the Jets' defense is so good. It's still the 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 defense is pretty bad for the Chargers. It's been so this year, and the coaching staff. That's why I picked them to win this game. I don't trust them. I don't. I don't. And a lot of people we were talking. I heard Keith talking about it. They were talking about it in the afternoon, and I was saying it all week last week. I do not trust the Chargers in a big spot at all. I don't trust their coach. I don't trust this team. In fact, I don't trust the quarterback too. In a big spot, late in the games, he makes mistakes. That's why running the football late when they were up, like it was a no-brainer. Troy and um, uh, on the broadcast, they're talking about you know late in the game, up a couple scores, like with seven minutes left, and they run three plays and and punt it. I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? What are you gonna do? Throw the football? Why would you give it an opportunity of of allowing the Jets to make plays? Now there were uh, you know a, a couple of scenarios the defense, as great as they were, you know, missed tackles. They allowed Eckler to get. 
down the sideline a little bit. There was the um, screen pass to Everett, the tight end, who broke some tackles. So, I mean, and, and again, uh, Keenan Allen was able to get open for a couple of third downs. But for the most part, I mean, they didn't do anything in this game. The Jets' defense is overwhelming. That front four is overwhelming. And they are just, you know, loaded throughout. Adams was coming up making plays from the safety position. They're just, you know, Sauce wasn't allowing much. Like, they are legitimately a great defense. But if they don't play perfect defense, turn the ball over, if the special teams allow any kind of mistakes, like a touch, certainly a touchdown, I mean, they're incapable of overcoming it. I talked about it after they beat um, the Denver Broncos. They have a template of how to win football games. They've won four football games. Now they're 500. They have a template. It's run the football, play defense, be better than the other team on special teams, win the turnover turnover battle. That's fine. It's a nice little template. But eventually you have to stray from it. And offensively, they can't just have hopefully Garrett Wilson makes enough plays. Hopefully Brees Hall breaks one for 60 yards. Like that's the offense. I remember it worked. It you know, it, it worked for the 2016 Giants. Like that team had a great defensive year. They 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 spent a ton of money in free agency. Everybody they brought in, Snacks Harrison, uh Olivier Vernon, uh um Janaris Jenkins, like everyone they brought in played had like an all pro season. They had this unbelievable defense under uh Ben McAdoo's first year. And the offense was literally three and out, three and out, three and out, slant to Odell Beckham for 80 yards. Like that was the offense. It's very rare that you can able to do that. That was with Eli Manning leading the offense. This team is not going to make it hoping that Garrett Wilson, who fumbled in this game, and still overall, you know, he's he's the only option on the team. But, I mean, you can't just hope that he makes a big play or Brees Hall breaks one. Like, you watch these games. He missed – Zach Wilson misses Garrett Wilson on a slant across the middle. He could still be running if he puts that ball on the money. Like, you, this is the NFL. It's the NFL. You can't miss that throw if you want to win this football game. You can't miss it. He misses too many throws. And I understand we've been brainwashed here for years of both of these teams, particularly the Giants, too. We've been brainwashed in the offensive line's the issue. And I get they weren't good in this game. I get it. The offensive line was overrun, especially Turner, Billy Turner at right tackle. Bosa was killing him. But you have to get rid of the football, and on the if you're only if it's only a handful of plays, you have to make them. You can't throw the ball too far out of bounds to Wilson. You can't miss him on a slant. You can't throw the first pass of the game six yards over the head of the of Conklin. Like you can't do these things. Not if you want to win. You can't take you can't take sacks that knock you out of field goal position. You can't do it. You can't get in. You can't get down to the thirty. And then take two sacks that knock you out of field goal position and pass up points. You can't do it. Throw the football. It's impossible to win. It's one thing to have the template. If if anything goes awry at all, they're incapable of winning because the quarterback is incapable of making plays. And this offense is incapable of getting anything going. I mean, Brees Hall, what do he run for in this game? 16 carries for 50 yards, three, 3.1 uh, yards per carry. That's going to be a common theme if they can't get this passing game going at all. 
Like, why wouldn't you just make sure Brees Hall doesn't beat you? And then even Zach Wilson, like, it's just the fundamental things of playing the position. It's the inert knowledge and the gut feeling. And you watch him play. He doesn't have it. He doesn't feel the rush. And a perfect example of it is the play uh, where he could run for a third down. He's got open space. He scrambles. He avoids the pressure. He steps up into the pocket. He's got open field to his left. Open field on third and long. I guess there's a slim question of whether he gets the first down, but he probably gets the first down, probably even more. It's open field to his left. Instead, he throws a shovel pass to Hall, who's got a defender on him. Like, that's just inert playing the game. That is just the rote, hey, I'm the quarterback, he's the running back, I get the ball to players, I facilitate them to make plays. That's how this works. Instead of recognizing why would I give him the ball with a linebacker literally breathing on him when I have open space to my left. That is a perfect example of a quarterback who is in his own head. He's not seeing the field and reacting. And he talks about how he's different and he talks about how he's in a better spot. And the coach talks about how it's a completely different player than last year. I'm sorry. If you watch the games, he is not outwardly throwing terrible pick, killing them the way he was in certain games last year, the way he was against New England multiple times in his career, both times last year, earlier on in the season this year. I get it. He doesn't look like someone who can't make a pass. He can step into it, throw a rope every once in a while. He has moments, but you watch the game. He misses too many guys. He takes too many bad sacks, and he doesn't have the instinct to play this game. He just doesn't. And he's costing them. And I don't know how much longer they can go without at least trying something else. They should have. It's the worst thing this GM did. And I'm, I don't care about getting a better offensive line. I don't. I mean, I care about it, obviously. But it's not number one. The minute they brought Rodgers in here, they should have said goodbye to Zach Wilson. It never made any sense, this idea of having your cake and eating it too with bringing Rodgers in here. Zach Wilson learns under Rodgers. You have Rodgers for two or three seasons, and then, boom, transitions right into Zach Wilson, who's now learned the offense, learned under one of the greats to ever do it, and suddenly you have your a quarterback tandem, you know, like Favre to Rodgers or, or Manning to Luck, and you've got your great transition into the next 15 years of Jet football. It was asinine thinking. It was stupid. Because you got a 40-year-old quarterback who could easily... I didn't know it was going to be a Achilles uh, rupture that might cost him the whole year. And under normal circumstances, would have we would all would have thought would have cost him a year. But anything could happen. A twisted knee, a sprained ankle, he's 40 years old. Something might have happened where he needed a game or two. You couldn't go to Zach Wilson. It's ridiculous. And now to play out this stretch not going to get anybody at the deadline, and now having guys that you're unwilling to go to in Boyle or Simeon or whoever, you have to be able to have somebody on that bench to go to just for a change of pace, just to see how it works, just to see if you can spark something. Robbie in Phoenix, what's up, Robbie? You're on the fan. Yeah, I'm going to try to be calm about this as a Jets fan. Zach Wilson is garbage, hot garbage, 
zero talent, zero I don't ability. know if he has zero talent or ability. He's just because you see the talent there every once in a while. He's not he's, an intelligent quarterback. Well, he, he doesn't play instinctual football. He, and he and he has trouble making through the reads. He's he he holds the ball too long. He doesn't get rid of it. Uh, he cost them in that department. I mean, I know there's eight sacks in this game, and and even I'm not even saying any of them are, are completely on him. But you know, he's got to be able to avoid it. Like there, those the eight sacks that I've avoidable. seen in forty years. He's the worst I've seen in over forty mm. years. And the GM should be fired. Mm. They should have gotten another yeah. quarterback. This quarterback has no talent. If I'm if I'm on the defense, I'm telling the coach, do not play this guy. Get somebody else. I don't care they if they have to get did. the usher. They pretty much did. That's when they benched him. They benched him for Mike White and the entire team threw a party. Like and they and they all they all got uniforms and and, and, and played dress up. They were so excited about it. Right, like, but they got to have the third string quarterback. You cannot you'll have a mutiny in this locker room. He has no talent. He was garbage yeah, tonight. I mean, he, again, Robbie, I don't agree with you that he has no talent. He has talent. He has some ability. He can throw the football, but he's, he's he doesn't put it together. And I don't know. I'm willing to say this, to be fair to Zach, because I do see some glimpses of talent. I don't know if he'll forever be bad. Like, I really don't know that. I'm willing to to be open to the idea that maybe with a new regime, maybe with some more time, but it won't happen here. It won't happen here. It happened to Geno Smith uh, about a decade later in Seattle. I, I'm open to the idea because I do think he's talented. But right now it's not working. And you have to be able to have something to go to. And we could talk about the idea that it was malpractice not to have a, a different backup quarterback when Rodgers came here and how they did nothing to improve that position. Wouldn't you love to have Joshua Dobbs here right now for a sixth-round pick? You couldn't up up, up it and get a fifth-round pick. Plus, the Cardinals would probably like to have traded him outside of the conference anyway. A, a sixth-round pick probably does it. And it's not like the Jets pick is going to be any better or worse than the 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 uh, Minnesota pick. It's not like the the... The Jets are going to go win the Super Bowl and pick much later in the draft than them. Like I think a six-round pick probably does it. Why wasn't Why wasn't that inquired? And by the way, let me just throw this out there too because it was it it was bothering me at the time. Although it's a a dead point now. Tell me again how you can't trade for quarterbacks because they need five weeks to transition into the offense. Joshua Dobbs didn't need five days. You figure it out. You're an NFL quarterback. The verbiage changes, but the, the principles are sometimes the same. You go through your reads. You find who's open. You make plays. You realize after, you know, five seconds, you have to get rid of the football. I could have been watching Arnold Schwarzenegger feed a donkey. I should have been doing that. I would have been better off than watching this game. I don't really pay attention to the Manning cast. I have to admit, I don't even think about it. I put on the game, I don't think twice about it. I don't know why. Like, I heard they, they referenced that Arnold Schwarzenegger was on. I said, oh, yeah, maybe I'll check out the Manning cast tonight. I never do. I just watch the games. But, I mean, geez, it is impossible to watch. Ben and Maspeth was at the game last night. What's up, Ben? Hey, C-Mac. Just heading home now. I just dropped off a couple of my friends. A lot of Chargers fans in the building. It was still fun, despite oh, the I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Before. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for the Manning cast either. I, I thought it was... I thought it was fun the first once or twice watching it, but yeah, I'd rather watch the game myself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I agree with you with Wilson. I think it's mental at this point because he does have ability. I mean, we've seen it, you know, not just this season, but in the past. You know, he, he's made plays. He's had a couple of good games. But it's, I think with him, it's all mental at this point. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, I I don't know if it like you like you said maybe it'll work out better somewhere else for him. I mean, look yeah. at other quarterbacks. Look at Sam Howell. Nobody's talking about him, and you know he's putting up some good numbers for uh, Washington. Yeah, he's doing something. He's playing better. And listen, it's not, again, it's not like this game wasn't the New England game a few weeks ago where you're like, oh my god, the quarterback is just killing them. Like you know, it, it's not completely like that, but they're in, he, he doesn't help it at all. I know the offensive line was getting. Uh, after him, but he's got to be able to get rid of the football. He can't take the sacks he, he takes, and he's missing wide receivers. And if you want to say oh, they don't get a lot of separation, fine, but he had moments to make plays in this game. He doesn't make them. He might have a big play for Wilson running across the middle, and he can't make the throw. Like, it's just, you know, it's, it's, you watch the game and it wasn't glaring like, my God, that's the, like, I, like, I had to just call from uh, Robbie and Phoenix. I don't know if I watched that game last night. And said, "My God, this is the worst quarterback play I've seen in forty years." Like, I don't know if I got that from from last night. Like, he he had his moments, but he doesn't do enough, and the offense itself doesn't do anything. And he's incapable of making the big play when it's needed to be made. And it's just getting to the point now where it's week after week, and it's building on itself. And this offense continues to do nothing, nothing. I don't care, like. He threw for 263 yards in this game. It is the most empty 263 I've ever heard of. I like, think I think it's mental with him because you look at a lot of the throws that he made, he had like a lot of time to throw. You could literally watch him go through his reads, and then he finally makes a throw and gets a completion. But you're not always going to get that much time to throw the no. ball. You have to make your decisions. He, no, he, but then again. He just doesn't have it. No, he doesn't have mentally. it. And, Ben, it doesn't even – you don't even have to complete the pass – Sometimes just, you know, on second and seven, the next, the best play is third and seven. Like, you can't take the sacks. Like, you just, you can't take the sacks he's taking. The the offensive line was not good. I get it. But there's a level of play you have, like, uh, and the defenders of Zach Wilson are sounding like the defenders of Daniel Jones. It there it's it's somehow it's become the same discussion. The same discussion. It's the he he's he's got nothing, he's got no offensive line, he's got nothing, he's got none of this, none of that. The fact of the matter is the offense doesn't work with them. He's the quarterback. This is year three of Zach Wilson. And the offense stinks. And, yeah, they needed things. They needed to go out there and get another wide receiver for him. Agree. The offensive line was not good in this game in particular. I don't think it's always been this bad. There have been games where the offensive line played a lot better than it played last night. Last night it didn't play well. And there were some key mistakes, too. Every time they built momentum, there'd be a bad penalty, and they had a bunch of bad penalties in this game. But he fumbled the ball twice. You can't fumble. It's that simple. You can't fumble in this game. You cannot turn the ball over the way this offense is going. You have to be more aware of the rush. He's he's 
You cannot try and cock your arm back and throw a football when you can feel the defender breathing on you. Like, you have to be better than that. You have to be better than that, especially if you're not going to do anything. We talk about taking care of the football. If he's not going to throw touchdown passes and he's not going to move this offense down the field and he's not going to get in the end zone, he can't turn the football over and fumbles include turnovers. It's not just interceptions. And I saw the stat, let me see, about Zach Wilson has fumbled eight times in the last five games. Eight fumbles in the last five games. Eight fumbles in the last five games. That's unacceptable. Like, I don't understand. What, what, what do you? What should? What could anyone say to defend him other than other things suck? Like that's your only argument. Your argument isn't he's good. Your argument isn't, oh, he makes plays. Oh, you're you're being harsh on him. He does this. He does that. Your only argument is the other things suck. Like I, I this this guy on Twitter, Al, nonstop with defending Zach Wilson, C Mac. I would love to see you do a show without a producer, which is easy. I can do a show without a producer right now, Manny. Leave. Okay, don't gotta tell me twice. No problem. It's just it'll take me a few minutes to go in there and play the commercials come break time. But I could do the show without a producer. That's easy. And a mic. Okay, well, that's tougher. I need the mic, to be fair. I would love to see you do a show without a producer and a mic. Would it still be your fault, bro? First of all, it's not my fault now. The show is excellent. Everybody knows it. Um, That's not the same thing, man. Like, it's such... It's so... Like, it's just such... It's the same thing with Daniel Jones, too, man. It's We've become so brainwashed into thinking you can't, like, every sack is the offensive line's fault, and no one could thrive under this pressure, and what do you expect him? I don't care who it is. Nobody could play. I'm telling you right now, I can give you 10 quarterbacks, or 10 that could play, that would have played in that game for the Jets last night where the Jets could win the football game. There's no doubt in my mind. Not every time. I'm not guaranteeing victory. It wouldn't be 27 to 6, and they'd have a chance to win. They did nothing. And the and the Chargers did nothing. 136 yards passing. Eighty-four yards rushing. They had two hundred yards of offense. They didn't do anything. It's two, it's two fumbles from the quarterback. I can give you a quarterback right now that won't fumble the football. Joe Burrow wins that game. Patrick Mahomes wins that game. I don't really feel like listing all 10, Manny. But trust me, they're out there. It's not that, I'm telling you, it's not that difficult. Let's take one more before the top. Jason and Waterbury. What's up, Jason? Yeah, hey Chris, what's going on, bro? Listen, hey, I, what's I need up? Two, and not much. Good to talk to you, man. Good Listen, I need to two minutes to tell you what a disgrace New York sports is. Yeah. The Jets are an embarrassment. Yep. Zach Wilson's awful. Yep. The Mets, what the Mets did, what the New York we'll Mets get to did it, today was one of the one of the biggest disgraces in the history of baseball. Oh, what come they on. did today, come they on. had Buck Walter, a Hall of Fame manager. Well, they already made that decision. Team. They had Buck Walter managing his team, yeah. and instead of them upgrading, which would be hard to do because Buck knows. As much about baseball as anybody. Mm-hmm. So instead of 
them upgrade and, and maybe bring him back uh, Joe Torrey or, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tommy Lasorda or something. Tommy what Lasorda, they do come on. They hire, they hire this clown. They hire this bench coach from the crosstown rival who yeah. their, their managerial staff has been awful the past six years when Aaron Boone. They hired this dude to do a job that Buck Walter did better than anybody except for 2023 when this team was an embarrassment oh. thanks to analytics. And what this oh, Mets team did today was the biggest disgrace I've seen in over 30 years watching baseball to oh, hire this guy. On. I don't care who they bring in the offseason. I don't care what players they sign. What they did today was an embarrassment. New York sports is an embarrassment. The Giants are, are a disgrace. Yep. What the Giants have done with Brian Dayball is an embarrassment. And I can't even say the word embarrassment anymore because that's how much of a You've disgrace. said it enough. Yeah. New York sports has become. Philadelphia's <laughs> laughing at us. The city of Boston's laughing at us. Miami, Los Angeles, Chicago. Look at the Cubs. They go out and spend $8 million. They don't want to spend $8 million on a player but or, or bring Cody Bellinger back, but they want to bring in a guy who's never won anything and give him $8 million. Well, I mean, what what's going on in New York sports? I mean, it gets dismal and more dismal by you, the damn day. Yeah, but you made, you made it worse you made, and worse. Yeah, but you just it ma- gets worse and worse. You just made it sound like Chicago made a bad move. They gave $8 million to a guy who's never won anything. Did you want to do that? Well, at least he, the only thing is, he, I mean, he's an upgraded manager, I guess, over Ross. I guess he is. But Ross actually did a pretty good job there well, for yeah. the last week of the season last year. If I was the Mets, I would have turned around and hired Ross. At least he's got some experience. But they should have never fired Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter should still be the manager of this team. Yeah, I disagree. How could this, how could this owner explain what the hell happened in this managerial search? How, yeah. there's, there's more 200 guys more qualified than this guy to do a job. You could hire any bench coach <laughs> in this league. You could hire anybody in all of baseball if you're going to fire Buck Walter. You're supposed to upgrade. This is New York City. Yeah. You're trying to win How do you know, the, do you know they haven't? How do you know they haven't? Don't bring Davey Johnson back for oh, Christ's sake. Right, come on now. Well, now we're being silly. Now we're being silly. I know that uh, old managers are the trend, but that's a bit much. Um... We'll get to it. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. It's not the Met move is not a disgrace. The Met move is not a disgrace. I understand your frustration, but you know, again, he learned from the best. He got to sit next to Aaron Boone. I mean, you guys are you you guys are nuts. This is a great move. This is a great move for the New York Mets. We'll really get to it on the other side. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. I got a break, but it is not a disgrace. We'll get to it. Uh, over the uh, sometime in the three o'clock hour, still want to talk a little bit of Jets as they are four and four now, losing to the Los Angeles Chargers twenty-seven to six, and this offense is a major problem. And this coach, let's be fair, let's get to him over the next uh, hour and course of the show. This coach has got an issue with the sloppiness and the absolute shooting themselves in the foot time and time again. This coach, and it's not new to this team, this Jet team. Every time they start to build momentum, they have a dumb penalty. And that's on the coach. 877-337-6666. Monica here with you on the fan. I could have been watching Arnold Schwarzenegger feed a donkey.